0: Warning, this podcast is a lot like Atlanta sports teams. Hopefully good, but we'll probably let you down. Are you
1: alright? No, I'm not alright. I've got to stay sober for two weeks. I'm not going to make...
0: Okay, are we doing this? Uh, Yeah, uh, I guess so. All right. I reckon so. Welcome back, everybody, to the sixth episode of A Real Treat. My name is Charlie Rhodes, and across from me is your co-host Dalton Tidjall. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha to you. <laughs> All right. Um, last episode, we talked about watching the movie uh, The Outlaw Josie Wales, and we've done that since then. We kept our word. We didn't lie to you. We watched it. We Dalton. are men of our words. Dalton, did you like it? I reckon so I knew you were going to say that because I think Clint Eastwood said that at least fifteen times. But seriously, Dalton, give me give me some uh some of your opinions on that movie.
1: Dying ain't much of a living, boy. I love that line. I love that line. Uh, that was a great line. This had line. some this was pretty damn quotable, man. Another good line that I loved from it was get in line before I kick you so hard to be wearing your ass for a hat. <laughs> and that great. and then came the uh
0: the nickname ass hat.
1: Oh, that's where it originated. Thanks, Maybe Clint Eastwood. So, I don't know. Uh, no, but th- seriously, if you didn't know Clint Eastwood, uh, he, he, uh, he definitely stars in this, but he also directed it. And uh, you could... See how w- good of a director he is. Even back then, oh, yeah. um, excellent director. One of the one of those uh, rare breeds where he can act and direct. Yeah, uh, I
0: love that. I love that shot where he was laying on the ground and like he, he mm-hmm. you just see like the angle of both his guns. Only it was kind of like a video game. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, like, and he's
1: like on the ground and he's shooting the guy and the horses. He's riding yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Man what what I love the most about it is that it it, it was the Civil War era that yeah, this took place sure. in. Like literally right at the end of the Civil War, Lee has like just surrendered and the, I I liked being able to see that. The Civil War is my favorite war to like study. Uh, to be honest, no war is my favorite war. War sucks in my opinion, but oh, absolutely. but in, in in regards to studying it and the battles and the people that were involved in the war, that was that's my favorite one. To read about and watch movies on that was World War Two, but yeah, I feel you. That right. would be my second, yeah. yeah, and well, no, World War One, then World War Two. World War One was like the first, like that was the I great. I don't know war. enough about World that the, war. I. was the that was the war to end all wars, even though it didn't end wars. All I know is with World
0: War One, other than you know it containing most of the countries, I just know uh, it started with the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. That's, a, that's Ferdinand. like the only
1: like fact I can pull out of my ass from really? high school. <laughs> Dude, I could talk to you all day about World War One. Actually, I've read a couple books on it, and uh, it's it's really fascinating. Just everything that went on, not. Not only like out on the battlefield but on the home front right like in germany and like the that war um and world war Two as well but world war one uh it was all about supplies like it, it came down like that's why both world wars essentially started to end and wane is because um they started to run out of supplies think about all the metal and all the food and all and, and, sure. and every all the medicine that is required and all the cloth for clothing and everything and um, basically, when when they were at war, all the people at home they were busy making 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 all the supplies. Like everybody was on the and, war effort, and
0: same with the Civil War too, as well.
1: Yeah, but. it's all about supplies, It's all about uh, supply supply lines and everything. Yeah, um, trains and 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 transportation, and everything. But anyway, you know, enough of like I could talk about history. I love history, but uh, this is Civil War era, and I, something that I never really thought about when it came to the Civil War is. Uh, what happened after, uh, especially since the South lost? What happened to those um, those soldiers that fought, and in, in the, the West,
0: South. and and with the Native Americans as well? You yeah, know, exactly. What, what was going on with them? So,
1: and this and this movie, uh, it's a a, a self contained story. You know, it doesn't talk. It doesn't go into like Lincoln or anything. It doesn't show like uh, very what happened in the rest of the country, but it shows what happens to this man. Um, Josie Wales Josie and Wales. the people that he meets along the way, and the people who are trying to kill him, and the people that he ends up killing, and and uh, man, I just I, I really loved it, and uh, I just liked how it started off, how Lee surrendered, and they are, um, and he and uh, Josie Wales fought on the. Uh, side of the South, and so they're asking him to surrender, and then pledges the loyalty to the Union. But because of the Union soldiers—this isn't a spoiler because it happens in the first five minutes of the movie—but because the Union soldiers came and burned down his house and killed his wife and his kid, he doesn't. He's not going to surrender. He's right. out for revenge now, and he's a uh, motherfucking outlaw. He's an he's outlaw, yeah. And the kid that uh, joins him al- along the way in the first like you know twenty thirty younger, minutes, yeah, the younger guy, yeah, yeah. he was awesome. Um, the the Native American man who played um, uh, chief uh, chief. Uh, what was it, Chief Waddy? Uh, hottie? H- no, Chief, not
0: Hottie. Chief, uh, Waddy, Waddy. Waddy, thank you. Chief yeah, Waddy. Waddy.
1: He was amazing as well. Uh, rest in peace. They, just, man, overall, great story. I was really, really... Uh, it it, it was, was really, really good. And I, I and I
0: liked, uh, what was it, Fletcher? And I liked that. Yes. He, he's also uh, the dean in um, National House. Lampoon's Animal House. And I thought that was pretty cool. And you can't even tell because he's got like a full on beard in this movie. But I also, I like that there was a little humor to this movie as well. You yeah, know, he's spitting on animals. He's <laughs> spitting on people. He's spitting. Scorpions? Any, anything that's about to die or that pisses him off. Josie Wales is gonna spit next to it or near it or on it. So and he spits on his dog like twice. It's hilarious.
1: It's it's like it's that, out of nowhere. That could kind of like make you be like, what the hell? Like it could take you even out of the movie, but it didn't.
0: Like it, and not it, even not even just spitting. I forgot. He's spitting tobacco at these people. Like the very first time I think you even see him spit is when it, that that guy in the white suit, yeah, the white the coat, salesman. is trying to sell him this bullshit elixir and he just spit straight <laughs> on his jacket like all over just brown gunk all over his yeah, white right. jacket and it was awesome
1: and i love how uh chief um chief wadi um wait, that's right it, I, we just said it and i already forgot it I'm yeah sorry. chief it's wadi, wadi I yeah i yeah. want to make sure i'm saying that correctly um i like how uh, that salesman later on in a different town is trying to sell him the elixir right. and and he's like uh well, what, what's in it and he's like well, i don't know i'm just a salesman and he's like okay will you drink it and he's like what you yeah. drink it,
0: <laughs> and then here comes Josie Wales, and he pushes him in some horseshit. So, like literal horseshit. But <laughs> awesome, it, was, it was a great movie, and uh, neither one of us had seen it before. And um, I, I'm glad I own it now, and I, I would watch it again. So, yeah, if you we haven't seen, seen that. And you like westerns? That's definitely one to check out for sure. I I, I put it in my top ten western movies for sure.
1: Man. So. I'm going to be honest with you. When we get to top 10 Westerns, I hope it's like a, a, a little ways off because I got a lot of Westerns to watch. Well, I do too. There are so many Westerns out there. Big time. And I want to make sure that that list is, uh, you know, uh, like uh, as Decent. full as it be. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm doing it justice and not just choosing the like Fit, like 10 out of 15 that I've seen, you know? Absolutely. Also, and, 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 and for those of you
0: listening, uh, if you have a Western that you'd like to recommend to us, trust me, neither one of us. I've probably seen like seven Westerns in my whole life. And, well, that's not enough to make a top 10 now, right, is it? Right, So we need some, uh, you know, we need some feedback. If, if you have a Western out there that you love...
1: Let us know. That's a great idea, man. Anybody out there listening, like, please, like, message us on Facebook, send us an email, whatever. How, you know, however you're able to contact us, let us know. Give us some recommendations of movies that we should see, and if we haven't seen them, we'll check them out and we'll do a quick review on them. Easily. Yeah, I like that.
0: That's really cool. So, I think it's uh, time to uh, other than. Time to get real. No, I'm just kidding. A real treat. Oh, it's time to have. It's time. Let's yeah.
1: give him a real treat, let's Charles. Give a real treat, eh,
0: buddy Yeah, let's get to our top ten sports films.
1: Top ten sports films. Here we go. Let's go. Quick disclaimer: We both know and understand that there are so many amazing sports films out there. Amazing films that cover. Every single sport known to man. There are even curling movies out there. Uh, admittedly, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, and admittedly, there are only two curling films. I did look this up, and both of them are comedies or romantic comedies. Anyway, these lists that Charlie and I have come up with are our favorites. We are not saying these are the best sports films. That will become very apparent as I start with my number ten. But uh, enough about me, Charles. Let's start with you. How about you? And your number 10, brother. I was about to say, man, you called me Charlie. I don't think you've ever done that on
0: this show. <laughs> I
1: I was aware of it when I said it, and I was like, just keep pushing through. All right, man.
0: Yeah. Well, number 10 for me, you're killing me, Smalls. The Sandlot, 1993. I freaking love this movie. It, uh, like like he said, there's just so many sports films, but this one's just a classic, man. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, you are a communist, and you are just downright un-American. This is a wonderful <laughs> baseball movie. It's about a bunch of kids who get together every day during the summer, rain or shine, just to play baseball for the sheer love of the game. And this movie could have easily been thrown in my top ten childhood favorites as well. It's just such a memorable movie. It has so many great scenes, like when Squints, uh he goes into the deep end of the pool, even though he can't swim, just to get rescued by the super attractive lifeguard, Wendy Peffercorn, who... While giving him CPR, gets a mouthful of Squince's tongue. I fucking love that scene. It's so <laughs>
1: <good>. and then <laughs> this magic moment. <laughs> Is that the song? When your lips are close to mine. Oh, yeah, that's that. perfect. I love when soundtracks
0: do stuff like that. I know, man. Me too. It's great. Then of course she bans him and all the other boys from the pool after that for the rest of the summer. But uh, I love that scene. I also love at the end of the movie <clears throat> when they say that. Uh, Later in later in life, uh, Squints and Wendy Peppercorn get married and have nine kids. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Good like, for Squints, man. I, I know, right? Like she was mm, so attractive. But anyway, then of course the uh, the main character who knows nothing of baseball hits a baseball signed by Babe Ruth over the fence where a terrifying dog who's even eaten a kid lives, and uh, where he live where that dog lives, and they try several attempts at getting the ball back. And I, I just love that James Earl Jones... I was
1: just about to ask, isn't that James Earl Jones? Yeah, he, yeah. Play, he
0: plays the blind man on the other side of the fence. Uh, great freaking movie. I know you've seen it, but if you haven't, again, what are you doing with your life? But that's my number 10. What about
1: you, Dalton? I like your number 10, man. Sandlot's good. This is a great movie. Very, very good baseball movie. Um, my number 10 is a snowboarding movie. It's definitely not a very, very good movie, but I wanted to include it in my list. You're going to come to find that most of my number 10s are going to be movies that might necessarily deserve to be in anyone's top 10, but I'm going to put them on there because they're movies that I want people to see uh, that I think people should see that I've seen and truly thoroughly enjoyed. So it's called Out Cold, and it uh, came out in 2001, directed by Brendan and Emmett Malloy, and it stars Jason London, Days and Confused. A.J. Cook, David Denman, who is uh, Pam's ex in The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, Willie Garson, who's Moz in White Collar. I don't know if you've ever seen White Collar, the TV show. <laughs> Man, I like, love that I saw, show. I like, one episode, maybe. So. Got it. Uh, I've seen that uh, through twice. Um, White Collar is an amazing show, and uh, I used to watch that all the time with my dad. But anyway, um, he's Moz in that, and then it also has Zach Galifianakis. A young yeah. Zach Galifianakis nice. is in this. So it's basically a bunch of snowboarding employees at an Alaskan resort. They learn that they're going to be unemployed once this business magnet comes in and he's going to redevelop the resort. And, uh, and also one of his daughters is the woman who dumped the main character played by uh, Jason London uh, a few years before. So that's basically the story. It's an outright comedy. It is, its Uh, A dumb, fun movie that has Zach Galifianakis getting his boner stuck in a hot tub jet. Oh God! (laughs) Yes, he literally gets stuck out there, and then he like he they find him the next day, and he's like a popsicle. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) And it also has a scene uh, including Zach Galifianakis where he gets blackout drunk, passes out. All of his friends, all the boys, they put him in the driver's seat of this like El Camino. And uh, since it's in Alaska and the 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 roads are, are, are iced over, mm. they put them in the in the driver seat. They uh, put it in neutral, and then they push the car out into the middle of the street. And then uh, a bunch of them get into the car, and then some of them are outside of the car, and they start pushing the car from the from the uh, the side the back but on the side mm. so that it starts spinning oh. on the ice. <laughs> and then they go three, two, one, and then they all start going. Ah! Uh, and Zach Galifianakis wakes up from his drunken stupor, sees that he's in the driver's seat, and thinks that he's he's causing them to wreck. And he starts freaking out, trying to adjust the steering wheel, trying to ride it. And, and, and they let him go for like a few seconds, and then they all just start cracking up That's and dying. Hilarious. Yeah, and then it finally hits him that they're that they're playing a prank on him. And he grabs his brother's head in the passenger seat and just starts bashing it against the, the steering wheel, causing the causing the horn to go off. Um, so. Given those two scenes that I just explained, I I think that people out there, if that's the sort of thing that you're into, you will love this movie. So that's why I wanted to put Out Cold uh, on this. There's not a whole lot of snowboarding in the film that I remember, but it still has snowboarding in it, so it counts as a sports movie to me. That's my number 10, Out Cold.
0: That's hilarious. When did that come out?
1: 2001. Okay.
0: I've never seen, well, another movie that you're going to have to show me, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, number nine for me, uh, first, I I just want to say that I'm sure there are better golf movies than this, but... Oh, I know exactly what it is. Is it Happy Gilmore? It is Happy Gilmore. Yep, 1996. I'm just I'm not big on golf, Uh, although you know I got a lot of friends that like it, so it's kind of slightly growing on me a little bit. Uh, I just haven't really seen that many golf movies other than uh, this one and uh, Caddyshack, because again, I'm just not I'm just not into golf. But it's not an excuse, and I'm working on that. But that being said, Happy Gilmore is still. An outrageously hysterical movie, and easily one of Adam Sandler's best films. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about a guy who desperately wants to play hockey, only he can't skate for shit. <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> I mean he can't, but, but he can hit the puck harder than anyone. And he one time uh, he, he holds the record for uh, most penalty minutes in the penalty box. And uh, he's the only guy that ever tried to take off one of his ice skates and stab somebody. <laughs> so, but. Um, but anyway, but he can he can hit the puck really really hard, and uh, then his grandmother uh, has her house taken away, including everything she owns, and she has to move into an old folks home. So Happy has to find a way to raise enough money to buy her house back, and he finds out that just like a hockey puck, he can hit a golf ball further than anyone, and somehow ends up in a golf tournament, um, and uh, just 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 kills it, man, and and. <clears throat> And it's just such a super funny movie with a great cast including uh, Christopher McDonald, you know, Shooter McGavin, uh, Julie Bowen, uh, Carl Weathers and The Price is Wrong, bitch, Bob Barker. But that's my number 9. Just tap
1: it in. Just tap, just tap it, in. it in. It has that scene where he where uh, he She's he shows that that tap, tap, tap of <laughs> He he gives Carl Weathers the the gift of the alligator oh, yeah. that took his hand and right. then it causes him to fall out of the the window. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like you know how that alligator got your hand? Or uh, or what does he do? What does he say? He's like, uh, well, I got his head. That's what yeah, it he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He got the whole damn head. That was that was so funny. I uh, love that movie. Another
1: uh, another part of that movie that I really love is just Ben Stiller as the 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 oh yeah. I was about to say Funeral Home, but the, the old home uh, director, right? And, and he's like he's like uh like basically a fascist, and he's like trying to keep Grandma from telling him that she's. <laughs> Could having you a tough trouble time? me
0: for a glass of warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a glass of shut Shut the the hell hell up. up. (laughs) (laughs) So great.
1: All right, so um, my number nine is Bring It On. Oh, wow. Yep, I put a cheerleading movie in this uh, list. And it wasn't even Fired Up, man. What the hell? I know. We we talked about this before. Um, Fired Up was good, but I just don't really remember it. But you are right. Very good movie. Funny movie. Uh, Funny movie, at, at least. But... No, Bring It On is one that I've seen multiple times. I even saw this, uh, a couple of the sequels. They were shit, but I saw them because that's how much I liked Bring It On. I was like, yeah, I'll watch more of this franchise. I mean, it went on to pretty much rival Fast and the Furious. No, just kidding. But this is a good movie that deserves <laughs> to be remembered. Uh, came out in 2000, directed by Peyton Reed, stars Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, mm. and Gabrielle Union. Mm. Oh, my gosh. they That was... Uh just such a it was Did such say a Gabriel something and then go mm? Uh, uh, Gabrielle. Okay. <laughs> Gabrielle Union, my bad. I thought right. I caught that. I was yeah, like, okay. it's right, Gabriel. I'm, I'm learning a little bit about Dalton today. <laughs> no, Gabrielle Union. Sorry, sorry. So okay. um, man, she. They each their own man. She and um oh what was it, it was a movie with a uh, DMX oh man uh oh, crap I can't remember that Ruff movie yeah. <laughs> Man, she she was um she was super hot in that movie too um damn it man it has jet Lee in that movie too what is that movie called oh uh, yeah she Shit. got me man anyway um th- if you've seen it you know what I'm talking about jazz hands jazz hands if mean, I mean, bring it on is it's, it's about the Toros uh the, the team uh the Toros led by Kirsten Dunst. and they have it's this killer routine but before they go on their exact routine is done by the clovers led by Gabrielle Union uh, basically, the the Toros' ex captain goes over to the to the Clovers and then shows them their uh their routine, and then that that gets Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union. They spark this rivalry between each other, but Gabrielle Union didn't know that that routine was stolen. So she's so Kirsten Dunst is like, "You stole my routine." She's like, "I didn't know," and, and that's bullshit. And 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 so now they're out to to be the better cheerleading squad, and and. Uh, they tried out to outdo each other and win the national championship. Man, it actually has heart, and it's got passion from from both of them and both of their teams. And uh, I just I had to put it on this list, man, because I was looking through all the lists of sports films, and I was like, yeah, that's definitely one of my top ten favorite. Definitely not top ten uh, good sports movies, but top ten favorite of Dalton Titshaw's. Number nine, bring it on.
0: All right, bring it on. Number eight for me. <laughs> so Nice. Despite the fact that uh, eventually we are going to do a top ten car movie episode... Uh, I had to throw in a NASCAR movie here today, so number eight for me is... Talladega Days. Nights. Well, <laughs> uh, that, that's, that'll make the top ten car movie list, yeah, but that's not going to make this list. Days of Thunder. All right, nice. This came out in 1990, and, and the reason I'm, I'm throwing this in here, other than it being an awesome movie, is that uh, this year, because of some of my best friends and my little brother... Uh, I have really, really gotten into NASCAR. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm even in a fantasy NASCAR league. If you can imagine what the fuck that even means. Um, and I've already been to one race this year in Bristol, and then I found out uh, earlier today, actually, that I will be going to Martinsville in November, uh, which is awesome. So, really getting into NASCAR this year. But this movie is so good. If if you like NASCAR, NASCAR or uh, stock car racing. This might be the best there is, because Robin is racing, son. <laughs> yeah, This movie stars uh, Tom Cruise as Cole Trickle, Nicole Kidman, who is in this movie. Uh, it's got Randy Quaid, it's got Carrie Ulls, uh, Michael Rooker, who is awesome, uh, John C. Riley even makes a small appearance in this movie. But the best performance of this movie for me is Robert Duvall. Robert oh, Duvall cool. is awesome. So good in this movie. He can't he's stand the, Cole Trickle. He's the crew chief, right? Yeah, he's the crew chief. Th- this
1: is based on a true story. Not not a true story, but it's based. It's it. It basically was started from uh, the relationship of the the crew chief and the racer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget their their real life names, but that's that's what spawned the inspiration for this movie. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And uh, and and the uh, crew chief played by Robert Duvall. He just he cannot stand his driver Cole Trickle at first. Actually, for a lot of the movie, he can't stand him. Can't thinks he can't drive and all that but along the way they work together they start winning some races and they become really good friends days of thunder man number number eight
1: for me don't they uh doesn't michael rooker and tom cruise don't they like race wheelchairs they race wheelchairs and they also
0: race uh they're supposed to meet like the the the, like nascar commissioner or whatever for lunch and they both go and they they were given one car so they go into a rental car place and get another one and then they race to, to the lunch. Love it.
1: I love it. The testosterone is just pumping in that movie.
0: Yeah, I love it. because they, yeah, like, they walk into that lunch like sweating and everything, and they're like, why are you guys late? And they're like, car trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: NASCAR drivers had car trouble. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but that's my number eight, man. Great pick, man. Great pick. Um, I, that's definitely going to be on my list for, for car movies. Just oh, yeah. heads up. So um, number eight for me is uh, a legitimate golfing movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance. It has uh, Will Smith. That is Smith. a good one.
0: I, I forgot I had seen that. So I've seen three golf movies. There you go. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the, I, it, it was a struggle between this one and, and uh, it's called The Greatest Game Ever Played with Shia LaBeouf. I've seen I, parts of yeah, that. Yeah, that's like on that's TV. a very good one. Yeah. yeah. I did want to put that. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Shia LaBeouf fan, but uh, this one is better. It, it was more, it, it stuck with me after I watched it for a long time. Came out in 2000, directed by Robert Redford, and uh, stars Will Smith, Matt Damon, and Charlize Theron. Will Smith. Really? Yeah, he's, he's Bagger Vance. Okay, maybe,
0: okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the greatest game ever played. Oh, okay. And I've seen parts of what you're talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. Okay, all I, right, all I, right. I'm mixing things up. Anyway, go ahead. All good, man. You are forgiven. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah. Uh, so it's about a struggling golfer, Matt Damon, who is able to restore his golf game and his life in general through the help of Bagger Vance, his caddy, played by Will Smith. It's one of Will Smith's best performances, and it says something, that the titular character is the caddy. Not the golfer Uh, that I I truly love that, 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 you know, most movies are going to, especially when you think of golf, you think of the, the golfer, but the caddies play. I don't know a lot about golf, but I know that the caddies help the golfers a lot. They help them decide what iron to use and how to, and what kind of approach they should do. Uh, Ultimately it's the golfer's talent, but the caddies right there, kind of like their Jiminy Cricket, if you will. Um, this movie is about the love of the game and winning through adversity. And this is like this took place. This takes place in a time before golf was like about the money and, and maybe not, not, not even so much the fame. It's about going out there and playing because you love the game. And, and I loved seeing that as well. It really, truly is a must see, not only for the performances, but just as a movie as a whole. Nice. Yeah, that's number eight for me. Uh, Legend of Bag Vance.
0: Sweet. Sweet. I like it. I like it. I'm definitely gonna have to watch that more because I, I do remember now that I, I have seen like like a scene or two from that on um on like ESPN two or something like that like late night
1: oh not ESPN eight the ocho <laughs> the
0: ocho uh, but anyway uh, number seven for me uh, would be 1989's Major League excellent choice is, brother it's just a ridiculous baseball movie all around but it's hilarious and uh, so Major League is about the Cleveland Indians in Major League Baseball. Who They get a new owner, and the new owner wants to move out of Cleveland to Miami, a much warmer cli- climate, so that she can be by the beach all day and where a new stadium was just built. Uh, but the only way to do this is to have a terrible season. And uh, so basically, the only way to do that... Uh, so basically, to, f- to finish last, I guess, is what I'm trying She's to say. She's basically trying to throw the season. Right. So what she does... Uh, she hires the worst possible team imaginable, including an old catcher whose knees are about to give out, a past-his-time pitcher, a felon who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour but has no control over where it goes, <laughs> uh, a voodoo worshiper who can hit home runs like, like a motherfucker. The All-State man. Exactly, mm-hmm. unless, it's, unless it's a curveball, uh, then he can't hit shit, and uh, just a bunch of other misfits, and, and this team cannot win. They, they they really can't, and she did a really good job finding the team to do it. But then they find out why they were hired, and so they kind of, you know, kind of want to rub it in her face. And they they start winning game after game after game. Another great cast here in this movie. Uh, it's got Tom Berenger. It's got James Gammon, Wesley Snipes. Like you said before, the all state guy Dennis Haysbert,
1: who plays the voodoo guy, and also the president in Twenty Four, yeah. at least a couple seasons.
0: And uh, and of course. Wild thing. No, 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 no. You make my heart sing. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> Fucking Charlie Sheen. You mean Sheen.
0: everything, Charlie Sheen.
1: <laughs> you know, her, her trying to throw the season uh, is not unlike the producers. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's what made me think of it.
0: It's like a, Yeah, it's like a sports version of the producers. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind um, of. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good little, uh, little comparison there. A little there.
1: throwback to a, a, a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah, so, if, you, if you if you skip that episode, go back. I think that was what, like episode two. Dude, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely one of our earlier ones. Like, yeah, yeah definitely two or three. Um, That's number seven for me. So number seven for me is Million Dollar Baby. Mm. Million Dollar Baby. There are so many good boxing films, uh, and I know I know the Rocky uh, franchise is beloved and fantastic, but uh, I, I this is my only boxing film on here. And uh, for good reason, uh, mainly because it's the one that I enjoyed the most. And it's uh, it's truly heartfelt. It's very emotional. Um, it came out in 2004, and it was directed. Did you hear that sound? It's the sound of a lot of people clicking off because I just said I don't have any Rocky films on this list. I know, right? <laughs> well, I don't either, so oh, 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 there goes the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> no, no, hey, no, Rocky was great. Rocky 1, 2. I, I even love Rocky Balboa.
0: Hey, uh, spoiler alert. When we do best uh, series... Um, Probably Rocky's gonna be at least on one of our lists, so don't oh, it's gonna be on mine. don't give up on us just yet, ma'am. Don't give and up. And I, I do me, have a boxing baby. movie. But it's oh you do. Okay, I do, cool. uh, somewhere on my list, but it, it's not one of the Rockies. I want to say Southpaw, but I don't think that's what it's going to be. It just surprise me.
1: All right. So, 2004, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Hilary Swank. Speaking of movies directing uh, directed by and starring Clint Eastwood, we just talked about The Outlaw Josie Wales. There you go. So, yeah, uh, stars uh, stars and uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, also Hilary Swank and Morgan Freeman and even Mike Coulter who played Luke Cage is in this. Uh, Hilary Swank is Maggie. She wants to learn from Frank, who is the best. So um, she shows grit and determination and she's not going to give up, but he doesn't want to take her on. He doesn't want to coach a girl, but eventually he does. And she proves to be a truly great boxer in the ring, but uh, an unfortunate accident leaves her paralyzed. And she asks Frank to help her leave this plane of existence. The boxing in this movie is superb. Hilary Swank um, is absolutely at her finest here. She's great. Clint Eastwood shows so many levels as this tough and rugged boxing manager who has heart. And then as he has to go through this psychological dilemma of deciding whether he should help her in her life or let her suffer in a living death that she doesn't want for herself. She doesn't want to be a part of it. So watching it as a whole, it, 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 it's just a, such a fantastic movie. It's It has boxing. It has heart. And... Um, I, I didn't even see that coming. Uh, I didn't I didn't see myself enjoying it as much as I really did, you know? Yeah. And and I, f- I really felt a lot. I cried in this film. It's it it truly great. And the chemistry between um, Clint Eastwood and Hilary Swank, kind of like the f- a father-daughter dynamic, is perfect. A little trivia for this. The producer, Al Ruddy, he received his second Best Picture Award for this movie. His first was for The Godfather, which was presented to him by Clint Eastwood. No way. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's so, a that's a fun little fact. Thank you, man. It was on IMDb. IMDb. A lot of this stuff I do get from IMDb. You could go on, Same. you could research <laughs> it yourself. So you know, I definitely want to credit that. This isn't like, um, you know, I'm not just some crazy guru who knows all this stuff. IMDb helps out a lot. I, I'm just here to share that with you so that you don't have to go uh, and research it. Well, well spoken. Because
0: I, I look at IMDb even even before we started this podcast. I look at IMDb like 15 times a day. Just be like, mm-hmm. oh, what was that guy? What was that guy in that one movie? Right. What yeah. Wasn't he also in this and this? Something pops and up. I, just, I, f- I fucking love that website, man. Like uh, or that app. I have the app on my phone, but I've been I've been using IMDb since I was like twelve. I, I love it. It's the best. So, you done with your number seven?
1: Too bad we're not sponsored by them. <laughs>
0: I know. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd I be don't a even know if that'd thing. be true.
1: Yeah, maybe one day. But um, for now we're doing it. For the love of it. Well, we're always going to do it for the love of it. It would just be cool oh, yeah. if, if it also helped us to be able to pay for like the music that we use and the yeah. hosting and everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you know what? doesn't matter. Let me hear your number six.
0: All right. Number six for me uh, has to be Miracle. Uh, came out in 2004. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. This movie might also make my top ten biography movie list uh, because this movie it's just awesome, especially if you're like me and you love hockey. And for those of you listening that don't know this, hockey... Is easily my favorite sport. Um, and this movie is really, really good and based on the true story of one of the greatest sports moments in history, especially for the USA. Especially. Especially. For us. For us. <laughs> for us. I mean, yeah, for us, the yeah. United
1: States. Maybe not so good for, uh, who was it, Russia? Who yeah, the maybe? Soviet Union at the time. Oh they, oh, they weren't even Russia yet. Oh, damn. They were the Soviet Union. This was the game that made them Russia. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: So uh, th- this movie starring uh, Kurt Russell as Olympic hockey coach Herb Brooks who gathers a group of young college kids to play in the Olympics against the Soviet Union. And I don't have to tell you this, but them Russians are damn good at hockey. Um, but <laughs>
1: I love the way you said that.
0: But, I mean, and, and it just kind of tells the story of, of how we, uh, well, how we did what we did. Because against all odds, if you know your history, you know the outcome already, which led to Al Michaels saying this. And that right there is what makes this my number six and one of the greatest sports moments in history. Dalton, what you got for number six, man?
1: I'm so excited for number six, man. It, it I love this fucking movie. I love all these movies, but this one, man, it, it has a special place in my heart. And that movie is The Replacements. The nice, Replacements, nice. yes. It uh, came out in 2000. It's directed by Howard Deutsch. And it stars Keanu Reeves, my man, who you don't like, who cares, Gene Hackman, and the gorgeous Brooke Langton. And it also has John Favreau, Orlando Jones, David Denman, who I mentioned earlier, who was uh, Pam's ex in The Office, and boom, John Madden is in this, of can, course. Can we,
0: can we clear the air just for a second here? I don't, like, hate Keanu Reeves. He just wouldn't make,
1: like, my top even probably... 300 actors okay that's fair you just you don't think he's a great actor i apologize semantics okay. okay fine anyway back to my favorite one of my favorite movies the replacements man this i love this movie this this defined the movies that i i loved watching when i was a teenager um man it's it's uh it's just such a good movie so basically the story is during a pro football strike the team hires replacement players hence the replacements this film has fun with the game of football. Mm-hmm. So many sports films take the sport that they're playing in it seriously, and that's cool. Most of the time it works. But not very often do they have fun, and this one has fun with football. The team gets arrested after a bar fight, and they all start doing the electric slide together while singing I will survive. I will survive. however it goes but I haven't heard that song in a while and I think about it (laughs) (laughs) it has that alien you ever seen that YouTube videos the alien dancing to the disco ball (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually seen the real video for this move or song (laughs) Anyway, the replacements. Do they also hire an English soccer player to be their kicker and he's smoking a cigarette out on the field? I think John Madden even like brings that up during one of his uh during his like uh, commentary. Uh, 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 and boom. And boom, he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Man, they have a sumo wrestler that they hire as the offensive lineman. He eats all these eggs in the locker room before they go out for the game. And then he throws up in the huddle. Mm. But it's, it, it's, they use humor and fun to show teamwork. And so what they all do in the huddle, while they're all around each other's shoulders, they shift away from the puke. But, like, coordinatedly. Coordinatedly? coordinatedly. In a coordinated way. Um, <laughs> they do it together, man. And I love that. Uh, it's, and it's got some great quotes from it, too. Gene Hackman is having fun. He's having a blast. Keanu's great in this. Um and, and John Favreau as like the hot-headed like linebacker he, Gene Hackman's like go give me the ball And he's like oh go get you the ball And then he, and he gets it and he comes back and he's like You got me the ball I got the ball You got me the ball I got the ball You got me the ball I got the ball Nice Go sit down now Danny Okay <laughs> <laughs> And then Gene Hackman just like sighs like oh my gosh Oh man Give me a cigarette I quit Nobody likes a quitter Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote in this movie, man. I know. Um, I, I love that movie. Man. And then, uh, yeah, dude, one of, one of my favorite quotes that actually, like, really um, helped me in my, in my career playing sports, um, Falco, uh, played by Keanu, he audibles to a run and uh, because he's too afraid to, to pass the ball. And, and he comes off, and Gene Hackman's like, what happened? He's like, I read Blitz. Gene Hackman's like, winners always want the ball when the game is on the line. And then later, when Keanu keeps the ball and, and, he, and he helps him win the game uh, before he goes out— uh, Gene Hackman's like alright what do you want to do and he's like I want the ball Gene Hackman's like winners always do and I love it when movies bring quotes back like that and right. they use them effectively and they use it effectively in that and lastly what I will say is the cheerleaders oh the cheerleaders oh mm. the cheerleaders 11 year old me thank, was very happy thank god
0: for cheerleaders right They their job is so important it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> your face looking at me it looks so damn serious but I know you're I know I'm you're joking
0: kidding. but man they they do look
1: good well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Cheerleaders. I mean, I, uh, cheerleading as a sport. I mean, I have bring it on on this list, so I'm not knocking cheerleading. It is oh, a sport.
0: No. Uh, competition, competition cheerleading, cheerleading yes. shit.
1: But cheerleaders for like football teams, basketball teams, and, and baseball. Ra rah, rah shish ba. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like our defense is our offense or whatever. But. um Cheerleaders are, you know, they're usually on the sidelines. You don't really notice them, and that's because oh, like, I notice them. All right, all right, Charles. <laughs> Who whose movie are we talking about here? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just messing around. I just loved how in the replacements the cheerleaders actually were like a part of the team. That's what I'm trying to say. They they actually they were all super hot and they were a part of the team. They even at one point they're doing like this sexy dance, and the uh, the opposing team is trying to hike the ball, and the quarterback looks over, and he just gets distracted by them, and then the whole team gets distracted by them, and then they get a delay of game penalty <laughs> yeah. because of it. Like cheerleaders actually played a part they were the 12th man or excuse me 12th woman in the in the the game man so uh not only were they hot but they were effective and that's what i'm talking about
0: and i'm glad you brought up the falco thing earlier because uh we have my buddy uh travis was was uh saying in like a group chat that i'm involved in on a text that he was like we were talking about the washington football team and how like it's like man really they can't come up with any fucking name like they they came up with washington football team Wow, good for you guys. Like I was like, okay, you don't want it to be called the Redskins. We'll change it to Pigskins. And he was like, no, fuck that. They should be called the Sentinels. And that way, if they, if they are the Sentinels, then I'm getting a Falco jersey.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That so. would have been, oh, that would have been beautiful, dude. Right? Oh, they That's, should have.
0: I know. I agree.
1: Damn. Anyway. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. And now, put your hands together as Charles and Dalton play... Sports in Different Ports!
0: So, Sports in Different Ports is just a little game where I have all the different states that have sports teams NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA. Those four. Basically all you're going to do is you're going to read off the state that you picked at random out of the out of the pile and I have to name every sports team in that state. Yep, and we'll do a couple rounds, me
1: uh, me guessing and or me trying to come up with it and you trying to come right, up. Right, we'll just do two two or three rounds here. All right, let's start with you man. The okay. uh first Oh <laughs> man, the first state is going to be Florida. That's a big one. Oh boy. That's a lot here, so uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you start with, uh, well, I mean, do you want to name them off or do you want to go by, uh, sport? It doesn't matter. Okay, go ahead, man. All right, I'm gonna
0: go, let's see, okay, baseball, we got the Marlins, and we got the, uh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> there's two, the Marlins and the Rays. Okay. Okay. Uh, basketball, you got the Miami Heat. And you have the Orlando Magic. All right, on fire, bro. For hockey, you've got the, the Tampa Bay um, Lightning, mm-hmm. and you've got the Florida Panthers.
1: Oh, they're new. I haven't. I didn't even know that existed.
0: No, they're, well, they're maybe in the last 20 years or so, oh, 15 we're, oh. years, something like that. Oh, well, sure. Anyway, Damn. and then for football- Are they, like, always last? Because I've never heard of them. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. And then for football, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yep. and you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one more- and uh, oh, and the Miami Dolphins. Yep.
1: You got them all? Sweet. Dude, excellent. Nice. Well, I, right. know, I know my sports, man. My team. Or my turn. <laughs> all right. You, oh, you got another hard one. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Texas. Oh, my gosh,
0: dude. And okay. actually, it's the exact same number as what I just did. Really? So. All yep. right.
1: Okay, let's start with the MLB. We have, uh, shit, we have the Texas Rangers, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Houston Astros. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Okay. And then... Um, Let's go to the NHL. I know there's the Dallas Stars. Yep. Is there anybody? Is there any others? Nope. Uh, the Houston Oilers back in the day. No, that's a football team. Anyway, okay. So that that was it for NHL. Yep. Uh, so done baseball, hockey. Now I have NBA. Okay. San Antonio Spurs. Yep. Uh, Dallas Mavericks and and Houston Rockets. Yep. Okay. That's it. Yep. All right. And then uh, what do I have left? The NFL. NFL. All right. Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, Houston Texans. Yep. I think that's it. that's it, buddy. I did them. it. Right on. Hey, look at you, look at you. Your turn. Okay, let's do another one. (laughs) This is a thicker paper, so it's going to be... Ah, you got my favorite...
0: New York Oh that's my favorite buddy There we go Hey,
1: High five
0: I'm even going to save hockey for last Because that's my team that we just discussed Or actually sorry We didn't just discuss it No we didn't We will get there Sorry Anyway um, (laughs) Okay so for basketball We have the Brooklyn Nets Uh And we have the New York Knicks Actually they're the New Jersey Nets I'm kidding They used to be They used to be Oh you don't have to fool me man That was my team back (laughs) in the day Because Jason Kidd was my guy brother (laughs) All right, go ahead Anyway that was basketball right Yes Mm -hmm. Okay for football We've got the Buffalo Bills. Yes. We've got the New York Giants. Even though they play in New Jersey. True. And the New York Jets play yep. in New Jersey. All right. All right. So far, so good. Baseball, Yankees and Mets. Perfect. And then hockey. We got the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. We got the New York Islanders. And my favorite team, the New York Rangers. Perfect, man. All right. And uh, my turn.
1: Uh, this one's pretty thick, brother. Oh no, what is it? California. Don't it is think. the most. It, is it California? It's California. Dude, holy shit. All right. Um <laughs> god damn it. Just challenge you, man. Let's see if you got it. Okay. Uh shit. Is the Anaheim Duck still a thing? Yep. All right. Um and are they they're no, they're the LA Angels now. They used to be the Anaheim Angels. Um that was the first World Series I ever watched. Uh, anyway, so, so LA Angels. Okay. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry. LA Angels, uh, Anaheim Ducks. Oh my, uh, no, let me stick this. Let me stick to sports. Sorry. Okay. Back to <laughs> N- NHL, NHL. So Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Uh, f- fuck man. Um, the Kings, LA Kings. Yep. How many, how, uh, how uh, there's I, one more. There's one more. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I said a little harder. I said that. Okay. I, I got this though. I, I, it was the Ducks, the LA Kings, uh, San Francisco, San Diego. Is there another LA? You're getting close. Um, with the Sands real oh uh San Bernardino no um, uh <laughs> That'd be awesome. still in Burbank um that was a Mitch Hedberg joke anyway uh god damn it um San San Francisco no nope. San Diego nope there's another San Santa Santa Clara <laughs> um Santa Clarita That's a very Monica? good show uh Santa Monica uh isn't that where a uh, psych Amen hey, like, man I'm trying to give you a hint here, eh? Come on now. Oh, San Jose Shark. Or San Jose go. something. San Sharp. Jose, yeah. Yeah, cool. Sorry.
0: I hope that wasn't racist. I did a Mexican accent dude, for dude. Uh, the name Jose. So. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to be talking about um, Chichi and
1: Chong like, in the last episode. Hey, man, am I driving okay? <laughs> All, right, All right. Anyway, go ahead. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so that's hockey. I, hey, I got hockey. Okay, cool. So baseball, the LA Angels, and then there's also the Oakland uh, Athletics. Yep. There is... I feel like there's another LA team. There is. Oh, Dodgers. Yep. And th- there's there's got to be more. Uh, oh, 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 San more. Diego Padres. Yep. San Francisco Giants. There you go. Cool. Okay, so that's baseball. Uh now basketball. All right, Golden State's in in California, right? Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors. Yep. They're up in Oakland, I think. Um
0: I think they're San Fran actually.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yep. my bad. I, I don't know. But um okay, so that's uh so Golden I got I got the, Golden State the Warriors. Warriors. Uh okay, LA. Oh shit, there's there's okay, Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. LA Lakers, LA Clippers. Mhm. Sacramento. Oh, I already said Sacramento Kings. My bad. Is it, There's another. That's, base. It. that's it for basketball? That's it for basketball. Oh, cool. All right. And yeah, then, you said Lakers, Clippers,
0: Kings, Warriors. That's it for basketball.
1: All right. And then uh, the last sport. The Baseball. I, have, oh. I mean, sorry, football. Football. Oh, football. Okay. So the LA Rams are out there now. Hmm. Uh, oh, no, they're, they're not Oakland anymore. They're Las Vegas Raiders. So never mind about that one. We have the LA Rams. Um. Oh, 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 oh Chargers. Yep. Are they, what are they? Are they the LA Chargers? Yes. Yeah, that's stupid. And one more. Uh, one more football team in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me search the state in my mind. Oh, 49ers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Dude, I like this. Let, here. Well, I, let I, let pick we... the, I picked a short one. Give okay. me uh, Oregon.
0: Oregon, you got the Portland Trailblazers. Good state. job. You win. <laughs> all right, give me a short one real fast. Okay, okay. You've got Minnesota.
1: Uh, Minnesota. Oh, man. There's uh, there's, there's one for each. We have the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And then what is the Minnesota—are they the Wilders or something? What's the Close. hockey team? It's wild. Just Minnesota wild, wild right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay, so I've done hockey, basketball. Next, I have baseball. That's twins. What's the other, uh, what's the other sport? Um, football. Uh, uh, football. Uh, Minnesota team? Uh, mm-hmm. A Minnesota team for football? Yeah. Minnesota. Oh, Vikings. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Hey, nice. I did it. Nice. That's cool, man. All right, all right. We we're, we're 100%. I mean, well, you kind of helped me a couple times, but. That's all right. Nice. Hey, I made the game. I wrote them down. <laughs> oh yeah. And I already—I mean, remember. I knew them
0: all anyway. But like, I, it, it is tough, especially if you're trying to uh,
1: do it without like
0: going uh and hmm shit. Yeah, especially uh, when we're like on
1: like audio. Ho- hopefully, it wasn't too bad. But um, but you anyway, know- that's a
0: little intro to sports and ports, man. I, 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 it's a fun game. I usually play it at a, at a bar with friends or something like that. I or love like, it, man. Or if you've ever played uh, what's that that card game, with the drinking circle of death or whatever. Yeah. I usually make that my category. It's like okay. Oh, yeah. Hockey teams. Yeah, that's cool. That's smart. Yeah.
1: Uh, a game that I used to play back in economics class with my uh, head basketball coach in high school, Coach Whitmer. He um, he had, he had me and uh, a couple guys play. We had a like I study where it was like a bullshit class. You're just there for like 30 minutes. You're supposed to do homework, but we really just talked. He would have us play a, a game similar where it was name the um, the sport name the capital cities that have all of the sports team the the, the major sports right. teams stadiums in the capitals. And uh, and a, a Atlanta was that at one point. Yeah. Um, and- but now you know the Braves have moved. Down out, we lost the Thrashers, but that wouldn't have done any harm against it because they weren't an Atlanta team anymore. But yeah, and, and, and it's, it's definitely been different now. But okay. back in 2008, and now or nine, Cobb County Braves, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. So, anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so that was sports in different ports. Great time, man. I enjoyed that. Uh, we should do that again in, in another sports related, hopefully definitely. themed episode. So, uh, on to our top five.
0: Number five for me <laughs> would be uh, white men can't jump.
1: Excellent. This came out
0: in 1992.
1: All four basketball movies.
0: This, to me, is my favorite basketball movie, Uh, and it's all about streetball, where you have a white guy and a black guy who both hit the courts every day to hustle some money by playing the game, but then they team up to double their chances at winning some money. This is starring Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, who are both just hilarious in this movie and are constantly at each other's throats about something uh, plus, you've got Rosie Perez as uh, Woody Harrelson's girlfriend, and all she wants is to make it on the TV show Jeopardy, because she's constantly studying random facts, like foods that start with the letter Q. She knows seven of them. Uh, seven? She knows seven foods that start with the letter Q. All I got's
1: quail. I, that's all I got, too.
0: <laughs> pretty much. But, Squash. Um, oh, wait. But eventually, uh, she gets on the show, and at first, she does terrible she does absolutely like the very first question uh, or the very first clue is the all-time leading rebounder in pro basketball history, and she answers who is Babe Ruth. <laughs> so, and then and then like Wesley Snipes is like what the hell? Like he looks at Woody Harrison because they're both in the audience, and he, he's just like, she just doesn't know sports, man. But she she she's got everything else. <laughs> but uh, like I said, she she finds her way, and um, she does pretty well on the show after that. And then, of course, you've got the question, can Woody Harrelson's character, Billy, dunk the ball? Or is it true that white men can't jump? If you haven't seen it, I guess you're
1: going to have to watch it to find out. That's oh, I my, love it. That's my number five, man. Awesome, Charles. Nice. You want to hit Wesley Pipes? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to our last episode Yeah, Not Baked. All right, uh, number five for me is a very, very, very good movie. It is Coach Carter. Nice. Came out in 2005, directed by Thomas Carter, no relation. Also in uh, stars, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Rick Gonzalez, and Robert Richard. Uh, there's like a, there's a, an apostrophe inside of there, so I don't think it's Richard. I, I would say it's Richard. Never actually heard it said. Also has Ashanti, and Channing Tatum is in this as well. Nice. Uh, he's on the basketball team. So Jackson is a no-nonsense coach who comes in and straightens up, or he's tasked with straightening up a team of guys who are destined to live a life on the streets. But he straightens them up he makes them wear ties to school forces them to maintain a 2.3 or better GPA forces them to sign contracts saying that they will uphold that uh, GPA they're gonna they're gonna uphold the dress code and as well as their um, their uh, have have, you know good manners and and have a good code uh, of ethics essentially as far as that's concerned i don't think code of ethics work there but you know what i mean they they, like a a strict discipline they were supposed to be not get in trouble or anything like that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm forgetting i don't even know because i didn't follow that shit in high school that's why it's escaping me right now anyway so um so they're definitely a very good team they're an undefeated contender but they let their pride and their arrogance get to them, to them and they start slipping in school. So Coach Carter comes in, he cancels the game, padlocks the gym so they can't practice, forcing them to get better academically before they can get back out on the court. And the community and, of course, the basketball team, the players, they hate it. They say that basketball is all that the boys have, but Carter sticks to his guns and, and he's under heavy fire for this and eventually he becomes praised for it as his efforts um, uh, come to fruition because the boys mature, and they learn that there's more to life than just playing the game of basketball. Get your motherfucking grades up if you want to play motherfucking basketball.
0: <laughs> Damn, right, yeah. I love Samuel. I, I love know, it. right? I don't know.
1: He's um, man, this this movie is—I uh, love basketball. is absolutely my favorite sport. You know that. Some people out there might not. Um, absolutely. It was one that I was best at, um, played uh, all, all my life, uh, still go to LA Fitness and, and shoot around sometimes. I love oh, basketball. Yeah. Um, I, it was hard for me to not... Like, I, I, I didn't want to have like all, all basketball movies on this list. Well, and that's, that was what we played, man. I mean, me and you mm-hmm. both. We played and on it was the to same go, yeah. church we were, leagues and everything. Yep. So
0: I, I was terrible, but... You had man. You that lefty shot. Yeah, I I was, it. I was that guy that was like, you know, hey, he's posting up in the very corner. Let's just pass him the ball a couple of times. Every once in a while,
1: he'll make a three. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there, was a, there was a game. I talked about it on my podcast, A Matter of Perception, with uh, J- uh, Nathan, Nathan Hesse. Nathan, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about how there was one game where we just tried to get you the ball so you could score I know. <laughs> so many <laughs> times. I think you got like two threes that I was game. so
0: little back then, too, man. You know, I, I, yeah. I had no weight to me, and mm-hmm. I, was just, I was a little guy. I mean, it's
1: still but. essentially the same thing. You just grew taller. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm also, you know, I, I got a little bit more uh, courage and a little more strength th- out there now, so I, I could probably do a little something, something. You uh, know? I believe it. A all. couple crossovers, man. You know, break ankles. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> all right. So
1: speaking of uh, Coach Carter, uh, last thing I want to talk about this um, is definitely just a, an absolutely phenomenal movie. Um, but it has this amazing scene with Rick Gonzalez, who is just begging to be let back on the team, and um, and he's just breaking down in front of Samuel L. Jackson. I. I almost cried watching that. It was truly an emotional scene. This movie has quite a few of those. It's, it's definitely very serious, but um, it's not just a movie about basketball. Like, it, it's, it's a movie about life, and um, that's what I have to say about Coach Carter, number five.
0: Nice. Well, uh, number four for me. There's no crying in baseball. What's the matter? She's crying, sir. <laughs> 1992's A League of Their Own. Easily, 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 a fucking Lee, my favorite baseball movie. And it's about women playing baseball, not men. Yes, you heard me correctly. Women are playing baseball. Not even softball, but baseball. And in sexy little skirts, no less.
1: This movie... <laughs> I'm, sorry? Wait, way to take away from it a little bit. <laughs> women empowerment. Oh, we're going to put them in sexy skirts. Well,
0: I, well hey, it was, the, it was the 40s, man. Anyway, this movie <laughs> is
1: based on a true story. And oh, it's, shit, it's based on a true story? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this was they were there was so they actually, actually did that. Yeah, there was actually a women's baseball team, and I'll get to why. The fucking so, patriarchy. <laughs> this movie is based on a true story. Takes place during World War II when all the men are off fighting in the war, and all the jobs were then filled by women. Way to go, ladies!
1: And yes, that included baseball.
0: That. Rosie the Riveter, bro. Right? Seriously, and that included baseball because owners of teams didn't want to lose money, so they decided to find women to replace the men until the war was over. And this movie. Follows two sisters played by Gina Davis, who is awesome. Oh man, that pirate movie of hers is a terrible movie, but she's awesome. Do <laughs> she yeah, you know great. what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I I don't I know that particular movie, but I, I I do think that she's great. Yes, mm-hmm. like uh, Thelma and Louise, that's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, uh-huh. but what pirate movie are you talking about? I,
1: I can't remember the name of it because it's so bad. I will say I loved her in it.
0: The movie, uh, what is it? Um, that that shark movie. I thought it was her the whole time. Um, we were just talking about that. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I thought it was her for like the first few times I watched really? the movie. I was like, <laughs> oh, never mind. That's yeah. not her. Anyway, two sisters played by Gina Davis and Lori Petty, who were picked up in Oregon to try out, and they make the team, or make a team because there's like four or
1: five. Cutthroat anyway. Island. Sorry. There cut, you go. I'm sorry. I'm taking away it? from your... Yeah, it's Cutthroat Island. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Bro. I will shut the fuck up. Now.
0: Anyway, they made, they made a team, uh, and that team's new manager is an old baseball player who has a bad leg and is a complete fucking drunk. That manager is D- Jimmy Dugan, played spectacularly by Tom Hanks. I mean, he is awesome in this fucking movie. He's hilarious. Um, thus, the team is formed, and slowly but surely, they start getting a fan base, as we watch the team get better and better and Jimmy Dugan stops drinking more and more, or less and less, I should say. Um, It's a wonderful film that also stars Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell and a quick appearance uh, from Bill Pullman as well. Uh, You need to see this movie if you haven't already. It's really funny and definitely an all-time
1: favorite for me. Excellent, man. Number four for me would be Friday Night Lights. That is an awesome movie. Yes, not the TV show, the movie. Uh, Which I've heard good things about TV shows, just haven't seen it. Um, Friday Night Lights, 2004, directed by Peter Berg, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Lucas Black, and Jay Hernandez, uh, amongst uh, many, many others. Uh, Lucas Black of Tokyo Drift fame. I actually really like him. He's he's an underrated actor, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, it's a racially divided, small Texas town where all anyone lives for is Friday Night Football. When their star, Booby Miles, the running back, goes down with a devastating injury in the first game. They lose it, and then they must go perfect the rest of the way in order to win the, ne- the state championship, which is all anyone in that town cares about, man. Billy Bob, as Coach Gaines, uh, he works to get that team to believe in each other even after that. This this movie, man, it's just—I I, I went into that just ready to watch a football movie, and I came out— knowing that I just watched something that was much more than just a football movie. It was so good. This is a human story first. Empowering. Yes, and it's a football story second. It touches on what it's like to be an abusive father. Tim McGraw plays the abusive father, and Mm. he's virtually unrecognizable as that character. A very fantastic performance by him. Um, it also touches on a, a fall from the top in respect to Booby Miles. He's that arrogant star who loses the best thing that he's good at. Booby Miles. I know. I love. I love the, that he's named Booby Miles. Actually, when I was um, the only year that I played football, it was 2000. It was fifth grade year for me. We had our running back's name was Booby, and that came, that that was before this movie. So when I when his when the running back's name was Booby, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. Our running back was name was Booby. Um, he, didn't, uh, he never got hurt, um, fortunately, and he was badass, uh, but we lost to Parkview because, dude, they were fantastic at football. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates the craze that comes from high school football in the South and the demand for perfection in the game, in which Coach Gaines says, perfection is being able to look your friends in the eye and know you did everything you could, you could not to let them down. And that's that. what I have to say about Friday Night Lights. If you have not seen that one, definitely you should watch it.
0: Nice, nice. So, what, number three to me? Yes. <clears throat> okay, my number three is Cinderella Man. That cool. came out in 2005. Cool. I, I really, really love this movie. I'll never forget the first time I saw this movie uh, because I immediately wanted to own it. So we, we, we watched this in my U.S. history class in high school at Brookwood. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm not really sure. I, I teacher mean, teacher was probably hungover. Well, we were talking about like the Great Depression and all that stuff and whatever. And, oh, okay. And, and it was—I don't know if you remember uh, or if you had the same teacher, but Miss Gudger was awesome. Like no. she was. We watched movies like every other week in that class. Definitely it was, hungover. It was awesome, but um, so that that that's why this is an easy top three pick for me. Uh, this movie follows James J. Braddock, the Bulldog of Burgundy and the Pride of New Jersey played by Russell Crowe, who was a boxer who struggled hard during the Great Depression. This is also based on a true story. Um, So it it was during the Great Depression. He eventually became the world heavyweight champion from 1935 to 1937. And this story is just beautiful, to put it simply, man. I mean, this, this man had all of his money in the stock market before it crashed, and then when it did, had absolutely nothing, barely any food, no electricity, no heat, nothing he and and he but he didn't stop he didn't stop fighting and working hard to provide for his wife and three kids uh he also wasn't even that great of a fighter at at a lot of the times and even fought with uh, a broken hand and like he had like four broken bones in one of his hands uh while while he was doing some of his fighting uh but this movie is just his comeback story and one hell of a movie uh, it, so it's got Russell Crowe, but it's also starring Paul Giamatti, who was just wonderful, and then uh, Scrunch Face herself, Renee Zellweger. She's in <laughs> yeah, this as well. Yeah. And then uh, it was directed by Ron Howard, and he just he did a phenomenal job. This 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 movie is just like I will always hold this one close to my heart because it's just a real fucking heart heartbreaker, a tearjerker, man. So that's my
1: number three. I have a Ron Howard uh, movie uh, a, a little bit later in my list. We'll get to it. I'm guessing one. Or two. Uh, It's number one. But uh, number three for me is He Got Game. It's another basketball movie. It's the last basketball movie. Yeah, I do. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, okay, Charles. Uh, He Got Game, 1998, directed by Spike Lee, starring Denzel Washington, Ray Allen, and Rosario Dawson. Uh, Rosario Dawson, I Ray Allen, like the basketball. Player? Yeah, yeah. Have nice. you have you not seen He Got Game? No. Oh, no. that's I'm definitely showing you that movie. All right, bet. it is such a good movie. It's it Denzel. I mean, we we just talked about ten, top ten actors, and he was number two for me. He still there are some movies where he just plays Denzel. I'm, you know, let's be honest, but there oh, he's, he's amazing. But when he doesn't just, when he doesn't play just Denzel, he kills it he absolutely knocks it out of the park and he did again in this film he's he's not denzel he is jake shuttlesworth um convicted felon uh trying to get his son to go to a let me let me explain it so ray allen plays jesus shuttlesworth which is an awesome name not even named after jesus like from the bible he's actually named after uh a different jesus denzel mentions it in the in the film not going to talk about it watch the film to find out um jesus shuttlesworth is the number one high school recruit whose father jake played by denzel is tasked with convincing his son to go to a certain college in exchange for a lighter sentence um because he uh he is um sentenced uh to life in jail because he killed jesus's uh mom and his his wife so that's not going to be easy to do because jesus hates him for killing his mother those many years ago denzel man like i said he owns this film does an incredible job of playing a father bearing the guilt of killing his wife trying to make amends with his talented son while simultaneously using that newfound relationship to advance his own desire of not dying in jail. It's a great film that even someone who doesn't like basketball can enjoy. Spike Mm -hmm. Lee is uh, uh, at at his absolute best, in my opinion. He's made plenty of great films, but in my opinion, this is his best. He got game. Nice. That's all you got?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to interject. So, uh, number two for me. Rudy. Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> if you didn't get that, that's Rudy. Uh, they came out in 1993, and honestly, this movie could easily be my all-time favorite sports film. However, I'm a little biased, and but we'll get there. <laughs> so my number one is a very biased pick. Your bi- biased you're, pick.
1: Oh uh, wait, so this this one isn't biased. Your number one is biased. My number one is biased. Oh, okay, okay. But yes.
0: <laughs> this movie is just beautiful. Okay. It, it, you're following Rudy Rudiger, a young kid who wasn't very smart, didn't have good grades, uh, but wanted nothing more in life than to play football for the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. And uh, Rudy was a like a really small guy, too, especially for someone who plays linebacker. Um, but this kid had more drive, more ambition, more willpower to accomplish his goals than than anyone. And it took him years just to get accepted to go to Notre Dame after attending school at Holy Cross College. Uh, and then once he actually got into Notre Dame, then he had to make the football team. And then he had to be a player that even dressed for the games instead of just being on the practice squad. And and all he wants is you know one start, one chance to prove to his family, especially his his brother and his father, that he could do it. That he could play for Notre Dame, even though he's half the size of the other players on the team, or or any other team for that matter. I mean, this guy was little, and well, he's literally my height, 5'6". six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's tiny, I, and like I could and like never a, play college probably, football. Probably like one hundred and sixty pounds. Like he's a tiny little dude, and when he does it, well, I've seen this movie like at least fifty times, and I've yet to watch this movie and not cry. Hmm. It, I I cry every single time because it's just it's a beautiful story it's starring uh sean astin as rudy it's got john favreau in it who we mentioned mentioned before um so that's uh, that's cool i didn't realize he was in some yes more yeah, yes film so and
1: a little trivia on that i think I, I i could be wrong here but i'm pretty sure vince vaughn was an extra on this film mm. and i think it was like his first he got i think he made rudy was, yeah, and Rudy, okay. he was like given a line or something like that, or it might have been like when he met John Favreau, something like that. But this was like this movie helped Vince Vaughn get his start. I was about to say movies. the very
0: next year they did Swingers, so that that maybe that John Favreau and yeah. and, and Vince Vaughn. So right, so yeah, that makes yeah, sense. This might have been when they met. So that, that's swingers that's pretty was, cool. What
1: like ninety seven? This must have been ninety six. He probably said it. No, no, no.
0: ninety three. I, th- I thought, oh, I thought Swingers was ninety four. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I, I. But maybe this is the movie where they at least started their friendship. Regardless. Sorry. It's got, no, it's okay, because I, I I was thinking 94, but I could easily... Actually, now that I'm really thinking about it, I think it's 97, so it doesn't really matter.
1: 96. I just okay, it, it is 96.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this is three years after, but still, maybe this is when their friendship became a thing. Right, exactly. But anyway, Jon Favreau, uh, Ned Beatty, and uh, Charles S. Dutton um, are all in this movie. It's just such a good movie. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say that... Well, I was, just, I was really sad to find out that apparently the real Ru- Rudy Rudiger in real life is, he's a fucking dick, apparently. Hey, and really? He's like a motivational speaker, but like basically this movie's story is his only claim to fame. And
1: it's not that he like, he just
0: basically won't let people even forget it. Oh, like, okay. Like he's like.
1: What you mean, Charles, is that he won't let himself forget it. Right, right. He, yeah,
0: he, he basically, yeah, he's probably a motiva- motivational speaker. And he's like, hey, you guys seen the movie Rudy? that was me.
1: Yeah, he might as well just like just go up on stage and play that movie. That would be more motivational. Right. <laughs> but seriously, this is I mean, this is easily
0: easily one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, Something's Wrong With You. Go watch it. Number 3 that's my that's my number 2. Something's Wrong With You if you haven't seen it, right? I think that's what I said. Okay. Maybe not. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Go watch the damn movie. Even if you've seen it, watch it again. It's
1: All awesome. right, cool. Number two for me is another football movie, and it is definitely an obvious pick for for sports films. But I don't care because this was seminal to my um, to 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 me and and my uh, film watching. Life. I love this movie. It is Remember the Titans. Yeah. Remember the Titans. I Man, love it. came out in 2000. Literally, dude, I've had four movies on this list that came out in 2000. That was a good year for sports films for me. Um, directed by Boaz Yakin. Um, Boaz Yakin. I I'm, I, it. I'm trying to see if I had a 2000 <laughs> in here. And uh, You look that up. I'll, I'll keep going. It stars Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Ryan Hurst, who played Opie in Sons of Anarchy, uh, Donald Faison of Scrubs fame and many other things, as well as Clueless and uh, Little Hayden Pinnateri is the daughter of Will Patton in this. Uh, that was cool. She was very, very cute. And then uh, in, in, a, in a like a, a little girl way. Okay, never mind. Just forget it. Uh, and then strike uh, that.
0: Reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> All right, and you know what I meant. I got and
1: you. Uh, and Ryan Gosling was also in this as well. Um this man really? I, I have so many I've so many, Yeah, Ryan Is this Gosling. like his first movie or something? I mean, definitely definitely early early on in his career. He's nice. one of the football players. I, I don't think he played Sunshine. He wasn't Sunshine. The guy with the long hair. Yeah. I don't think that was Ryan Gosling. I didn't. I don't even remember him being any- okay. I, yeah, I'll it. Okay. Yeah. Take your word for it. I'm guessing you did your homework on this, so. I sort of did. <laughs> I didn't check if he was Sunshine or not. It just came to my head. But um, yeah. So anyway, dude, it's during the time of segregation, or right right after. It takes place, like, I believe, in 1971. So it's like right after the Civil Rights Movement. It's definitely still very palpable mm. uh, the tension that's in America, and particularly in Virginia, where this is uh, this occurs. And it's it's basically what happens is an, an all-white school and an all-black school are forced by the federal government to integrate. And the coach of the black school's football team, Denzel, is made the head coach over the white school's football coach, um, Will Patton. In, in the in, And so that right there already causes conflict. The story of the white players hating the black players and vice versa, forced to depend on each other and trust one another, man, that was incredibly impactful when it came out, and it still is today. Um, man, this is a straight up not only like as far as like um, it's um, a commentary on on life and 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 um Civil rights and 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 you yeah. know the differences between black and white and the similarities as well. Not only that, but it's a straight up amazing football movie. Oh yeah, I mean behind Rudy, this would be my number two football movie. So. Awesome man, yeah. So I mean the, the part at the end with Donald Faison as the running back and he's running down the sideline and he has that lead blocker who's just decking dudes. Man, I get so hyped every single time. I'm Hell like, yeah. fuck yeah, score! You know, don't they don't get another inch and then they don't. Man, I've, man, so many, so much was amazing. Will you ever quit? No. We want some mo. We want some mo. We want some mo. <laughs> left side. Strong side. Left side. Strong side. Man, the best part of this movie to me Wait, is... Could, could you do that again? That was fun to watch. Left side. I, strong wish, you guys, side, I wish you guys were here. Left side. Strong <laughs> side. I'm, I'm literally... I'm holding up my left arm with like a finger guns And <laughs> my right I, my wish, right I arm. wish
0: you guys could see this. This, this fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. I, just, I get
1: so hyped, man. I love this movie because, man, the... the I'm such a unity type person. And so to see a movie like this that brings white and black together, it, I, it just means so much to me. And, and, uh, and especially at that time in my life, when I was like in, in uh, a young kid, I was like 11, 12. When I first saw this, I was just like, hell fucking. Yeah, man, this is what I'm talking about. Like, we don't need to be divided. Let's come together. But I'm not trying to like make this ai uh, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox here. But the best part of this movie to me was the relationship between Jerry and Julius uh, Jerry, uh, who who was, um, oh crap, I forgot his name now, um, uh, Ryan Hurst, who went on to play Opie in, in Sons of Anarchy, um, man, him and, and Julius, they embody what it means to be different people, but brothers all the same. Mm. So uh, especially this one part, man, this one part, when Julius comes to visit Jerry in the hospital, and the nurse says, only Ken's allowed here. And then Jerry pipes up, and he says, Alice, are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. <laughs> Man, I wept, man, I wept. It's a funny line, but it's so much more than just a good joke. That, that yeah. shows so much that, um, you know. And and it always reminded me this this movie and their relationship always reminded me of my relationship with JL. Um, you know, he's he's a black man, a white man, and uh, love we JL. never JL, we, if
0: you're listening, man, we love you, brother. We love
1: you and congratulations at, on being a new a new father, man. Hell so yeah, very, dude. very Congrats, happy brother. and proud of you, man. Yeah, definitely. Lastly, man, when Coach Boone makes them go on the run and they end up at Gettysburg. Man, that speech he gives is fucking amazing. I typed a little bit of it out. I'm not going to do the whole speech, but I want to I want to I want to highlight the parts that really stood out to me. It's he says to them, "50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we are still fighting among ourselves today. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other." And that still rings that rings true today, man. It absolutely. still rings true today.
0: There I go again with my Absolutely. I think I say that it's okay. I say dope a lot. I don't think I've said dope yet.
1: Dope, 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 dope. There, I got my dopes out. No,
0: I, you you usually say liberty, biber- <laughs>
1: liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> that's that's in real life. That's in I the know, tell yeah. That's, in, that's
0: it's not in fake life, man.
1: This is fake life. Welcome to <laughs> fake life. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> out when we're not recording. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Liberty, liberty.
0: So, uh, any, anything else on uh, No, man. I, I
1: talked a lot about it. I could, I could definitely, obviously, go on and on about that movie. It's just, it, it, it it's, is a great one. It was so impactful to me, and it's, and I think it was impactful to our culture as well. And honestly, when I hear people talk about it now, they, they don't, they, they kind of brush it aside because it's such an, it's obvious that it's, a, it's a good sports film. But like, go back and watch it and, and learn mm-hmm. from it because. You really can learn a lot from that film. I love that fucking movie, and obviously I love Denzel. He was great in it, but it wasn't about the coach and uh, the coaches. It wasn't about that. It was about the players coming together. So, yeah, man, yeah. that's why it's number two uh, for me. Number one's definitely going to be a, a good one for different reasons, but it, was, it did serve to be very, very high on my list. That's number two. How about your number one, my friend? Oh, now we get to my biased opinion. Uh, Mystery
0: Alaska. Is my number one movie. This came out in 1999. And there is just one simple reason why this movie is my number one choice. And I'm not going to apologize for it. The reason is this is a hockey movie. But not only that, it's a hockey movie that involves my favorite hockey team. Which would be the New York Rangers. Which, by the way, during hockey season is pretty much my religion. No, actually, no, strike that. It is my religion. Okay. (laughs) I am a huge, huge Rangers fan. I even have a New York Rangers tattoo. So, and I. And And it's a very good one. Thank you. Thank you. I I really love it. I I actually just got it this past summer. I'm glad you do, because if you hated it, that would suck. Well, I know, right? (laughs) Well, too bad my team sucks. (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go there. So, that being said, this movie is. It's still really good. I mean, regardless of, you know, me being biased and everything, I, I think it could still easily make. Some top ten lists, but um, this movie takes place in a little town called, you guessed it, Mystery in Alaska. So it's Mystery Alaska, oh, where the I whole see. team oh, or I the see. whole town uh, loves hockey. They love it every Saturday for as long as anyone in the town can remember. The whole the whole town just gathers around a pond where they play four on four hockey, and there's there's some different rules than the NHL, which is five on five hockey. Uh, there's no lines on the pond, they just play to play because they just love the game. So there's no icing or anything? Yeah, uh, not really, because they don't even have, like, walls around the around the, oh, okay. the rink, so it's just, it's just a pond that's frozen over and they set up some bleachers next to it. Um, so, uh... Can you see why I love this movie, though? I yes, mean, of course, man. Right? It doesn't matter so, if
1: you're biased. This is your top ten favorites, bro, not exactly. top ten best. Exactly. But I'm guessing it's a good movie. It sounds like oh, it's a good movie. It's awesome, man.
0: So there's this uh, there's this one guy from the town who uh, is a writer, and he moves to New York. And while living there, he um, you know he builds up his credentials and all this. I think he starts to work for Sports Illustrated, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong. It's either ESPN or Sports Illustrated. I can't really remember. But uh, he talks his... Town's hockey team up, where it gets enough attention that um, they want to bring in an NHL team to play an exhibition game against this pond hockey team and see what they're really made of. And you guessed it, they got the New York Rangers to go and play. And at first, like they didn't even want to, but like they were like, you know, what is this? Like this isn't in our contract. This, you know, we're not getting paid for this. Blah blah blah. But eventually, they they do it. And uh, the extra game, exhibition game that they play is is great. And I'm not going to spoil anything. But if you love hockey, or if you really, if you love the Rangers, you're really going to like th- this this movie. But if you love hockey, this this is a great one to watch. You got Russell Crowe as the main character. Uh, you got, oh shit! Yeah, nice. as the, he's like the older star power. He's the captain of the team. Cool. Uh, then you got uh, wait,
1: captain of the Rangers or the uh, mis- ca-
0: captain of the uh, pawn team? Oh, even better, man. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Burt Reynolds is the coach of the pawn team. What? And then Hank Azaria, who we were talking about uh, yeah. in a previous episode. He's the, he's the Fort guy in Mystery Men. Yeah.
1: Hey, Mystery! Yeah. <laughs> mystery Alaska, Mystery go. Men. Well, damn
0: it! You're gonna ruin my next joke. Oh, <laughs> damn. No, it's okay. But uh, Hank Azaria is the guy that writes the article that basically in a uh, Sports Illustrated, and oh, basically gets the attention of the professional hockey and gets the uh, Rangers to get there. Um, but that's it, uh, Mystery Alaska. My number one pick, no mystery there.
1: <laughs> I had to set myself out. sorry. All right, man. My number one, I am so ready to talk about this. It is Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. There you go. No, 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 no. It is, um, it's not Debbie Does Dallas. It is Rush.
0: Rush, yes. Rush. You're talking about, uh, today's Tom Sawyer, can I be wrong? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? The band
1: Rush? Oh, 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 just fucking with you. Chop Sawyer, no, no, man. It's uh, it's Rush, it came out. Today's
0: Tom Sawyer gets high on you, the Spacey Invades gets by on you. Okay, am sorry. Chop. stop. I'm sorry. Stop. I love Rush. But people don't want to hear that. You're giving me a rush right now.
1: Hey, you're giving me a rush. Oh, hey, a, blood rush? <laughs> a blood rush. A blood rush. Oh goodness! All, All right. right, get get to your movie. Damn it! It came out in 2013. Directed by Ron Howard. That's what I was talking about uh, earlier.
0: Uh, who's that? I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Did you know Bryce Dallas Howard is his daughter? The actor she was in like Fall yeah. Jurassic World or whatever. Yeah. yeah, his daughter. She was also in a very very good episode of uh, Black Mirror. Anyway. Stars Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl, also Olivia Wilde, but this movie is definitely about Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl. go wild for Olivia Wilde. Really, Charles, the puns. I'm sorry, I
0: can't help it. Have you seen her?
1: Yes. Good for Jason Sudeikis, am I right? Is that
0: what? Yes. I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You motherfucker. If you're listening to Jason Sudeikis, I'm coming
1: for you, man. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm done interrupting. It's based on the true story of the rivalry and careers of Nikki Lauda and James Hunt. James Hunt is a, a hotshot Formula One racer, and Nikki Lauda is a talented racer who has to force his way into the series and then give Hunt a run for his money. It has this scene in it, man. That it, right when I saw this scene, I was like, okay, I'm definitely in for a great movie. I'm going to love this. It's, uh, it's the scene where Nicky Lauda, played by Daniel Brühl, he's driving in just a regular pedestrian car down the road, and he mentions that the back rear tire is low on pressure. Or something like that. And, and the girl who's, who's in the passenger seat, she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, I feel it in my ass. And man, that was so dope, man. I, I think about that sometimes when I'm riding in a car. I like channel my thoughts into my ass cheeks to see if I can feel how the car is riding. <laughs> but uh, alas, I am no Nikki Lauda. Anyway, so uh, James Hunt, man, played by Chris Hemsworth, he's this glamorous English playboy. He enjoys the fame and the lifestyle that comes with it. While Lauda is this serious man, but both are willing to just risk everything to win, and mainly to well, mainly to win, but also to beat the other one. Seriously, hands down, the best racing movie I've ever seen. I mean, I just saw Four V Ferrari this year. uh, I was about to say, have you seen it? I have. That's an awesome movie. It was a very good. It was very good, and so was Days of Thunder, but. Don't get me wrong, but this one takes the cake. I'm dead serious, man. And the title "Rush," although rather boring, is a perfect title for this incredible story. And that's what i to say. Okay.
0: Anyway, I was gonna say uh, when you were talking about the uh, you know uh, paying attention to your butt and whatever, yeah, like, and feeling the car. Did you? I was. I just read or I just watched a movie with my brother uh, about Dale Earnhardt. It was like a documentary. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Have off I told the top you? Have I
1: told you my dad was there uh, at that race when he passed away? Really? Yeah, my at dad Daytona was there. That? Wow. My dad used to go to almost every race, uh, like possible that was within uh, a driving distance of Atlanta.
0: Yeah, well, that's. I'm gonna. I want to talk to your dad about that then. That's, yeah. that's awesome. He, yeah. I mean, and horrifying. Yeah. He, at the same he tells time. me.
1: He, he. I remember him telling me he was like after he got home from the trip he was like as soon as they put the tarp over his car I knew. Or something yeah. like that. He was like, I, I knew he was gone, and yeah. and, and nobody, everybody was still kind of hopeful. And my dad was like, Nah, he, he's gone. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. What well, about I, your ass cheek story? All I was going to say was,
0: all I was going to say was that uh, in in the documentary they were talking about how like you know, Earnhardt would, uh, he 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 basically just wore like sunglasses and a, and, and a little helmet like he, he barely like and, and it was so he could feel the wind on his face and that's how that's why he was so good is because he could feel the wind on his face and like he knew when he was getting certain types of draft and Whoa. stuff like that and like yeah and of course it ended up resulting in his death probably because he, he wasn't wearing uh, as right. much precautionary, precautionary equipment as the rest of the drivers were when, when he got in that accident. So, and, But I thought that was really cool when they were talking about that. Daryl Waltrip is like in freaking tears the entire documentary telling uh. the story about it. But anyway, we'll get there too. That's probably – I might even throw that on the top ten car movies, even though it's not a movie, yeah. it's a documentary. And, but and, Yeah, and I know that we're going to do top ten
1: car movies, but and I'm not going to talk about this one on that i this because f1 racing is a sport racing is a sport and so this one to me man is number one for sure sports movies um when we get to car movies i'll do other ones you know some fast and furious will be on there days of thunder is gonna be on there for me obviously it'll probably be on there for me too (laughs) yeah but but man rush rush so i'm excited you're probably gonna have it on that and i'll get to talk about it again uh lastly man before we uh talk about what movie we're gonna watch and what our next episode's gonna be uh let's do our honorable mentions you had those right
0: I did, yeah. Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, talk very briefly on them. We're already pretty much over time. Hopefully people have stuck with us. It's been sports movies. We've had a lot to say. We also stopped playing sports in different ports. I'm going to shut up so that we can finish the episode. Um, I have three honorable mentions. Uh, first one's going to be Any Given Sunday. I really wanted to put this on this list, but I, I couldn't because of the other ones. They deserved. They they're more deserving. Well, not really. I mean, it, it would be better than Bring It On or Out Cold, but I wanted to talk about those. Any Given Sunday, Jamie Foxx, Al Pacino, um Stellar performances is just a great football movie. Uh, Next for me would be Cool Runnings, man. Had to to add that. Love Love Cool Cool Runnings. Runnings. Um, John Candy bringing the Jamaican bobsled team to the Olympics. Fantastic. And such a, a hoot and holler and great time. And my last honorable mention would be Hoosiers. Gene Hackman as the coach of the Indiana basketball camp or so, ba- Indiana basketball team. Uh, I went to the Indiana basketball camp back in the day. That's why I was thinking that. But um, yeah, that that's a fantastic, fantastic basketball movie. Um, really love it, and uh, I just definitely wanted to make sure I mentioned that as well. So those are my honorable mentions. Any nice. given Sunday, Cool Runnings, and Hoosiers. Nice man. Nice uh, for me.
0: And uh, I was I was trying to find the the name of the documentary that I was just talking about with Dale Earnhardt. I, I, I'll I'll say it in another episode if I can remember it. Uh, I couldn't find it, but anyway, my honorable mentions, uh, I got a couple kid movies in here just because they, they just mean so much to me. I mean, you got Space Jam, which, I mean, come on, it's Michael Jordan against the Looney Tunes. Awesome. Fucking love that movie. You Always it's will. You
1: mean it's not the upcoming LeBron one? <laughs>
0: what a joke. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. Anyway, um, and not that I have a problem with LeBron, but anyway, uh, my second honorable mention would be Angels in the Outfield. That is such a great movie with Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah. And, uh Yeah. Whatever that John, uh, John Gordon, I can't Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon, yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's has a little kid. Anyway, and, and uh, Danny Glover, love that freaking movie, and uh, Raging Bull with um, Robert De Niro, the boxing movie, 1980. That that is just such a phenomenal film. Uh, just I already kind of had a boxing movie in in my top ten, so I, I didn't pick that. But if you haven't seen Raging Bull, that's a that's a good one.
1: Excellent man, and uh, I I did look it up. Is it I am Dale Earnhardt? Or Unrivaled? No, it's... Blink, um, blink, blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. That's it right there. Cool. Yep. Man, there's been a lot about him. <laughs> Not surprisingly, well, of one course. of the best. Yeah. yeah.
0: Blink of an eye, that's the one. So blink if you want to watch a really good documentary on, on Dale Earnhardt, um, that, that is a really, really good documentary.
1: That's going to do it for our top 10 sports films. What film are we about to watch, Charles? We are going to
0: watch the French film Amelie. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I wasn't really sure you know, how I was going to feel going into it. But I've seen it like three times in like the last year, year and a half. And it's it's a great movie. It yep. really is. And
1: I haven't seen it, but I've heard great things. So I'm excited. And I'm also excited to open up our next episode talking about it, giving some reviews about it. And uh, then our next episode after that is going to be top 10 80s movies. And to be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of 80s movies. I was born in 1990. So I've seen mostly more recent movies, but I am trying to expand and I'm I'm sure that I've seen enough 80s movies to be able to make out this list. I just don't know if some that are probably going to be deserving are going to be on my list. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I have seen a lot of 80s movies, but I definitely haven't seen enough. But we're we're, we're talking about a decade's worth, so we're talking about 10, 10 80s movies here. Yeah, we should so. be able to find some. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So until then, uh look forward to meeting you guys next episode, and it's going to be a, a real, real treat. treat. <laughs>